Hi, I'm Lauren O'Connell, contributing beauty writer at Cosmopolitan Middle East, and you're listening to the Big Beauty Broadcast. So Maria Hatsi Stefanis is the founder of the luxury cosmetic and skincare brand Rodial, as well as the founder of Nip and Fab, her millennial beauty brand. Maria is also a married mother of two and a best-selling author. Her first book, How to Be an Overnight Success, became a bestseller only two months after its release. Maria recently released her second book titled How to Make It Happen, Turning Failure into Success. Maria can often be seen on her social media accounts at Mrs. Rodial and at Rodial Beauty, sharing her passion for beauty and fashion with an occasional dose of inspiration in the form of a motivational quote to her one million followers. And I didn't even mention that you also have a podcast. So how do you find time to do all of this? And thanks for carving out some time in your busy schedule to join Cosmopolitan Mill East Big Beauty Broadcast Podcast. Welcome. I'm I'm excited to be here. Well, everything that you just described, I think the only thing that we we missed is that this happened over the course of 20 years. So I don't want people to think that you wake up one day and you do all those things, but it's it's actually interesting because I on on my social media accounts I get a lot of messages from women who are saying, "Oh, I started blogging or I've started this business and a year later and I feel I haven't I'm not the success that I felt um I I would be by now." And what I'm saying to everyone is you really need to be patient. As my book says, there's nothing like an overnight success. Uh, you need to look at yourself after a year, two years, five years, and not compare yourself to others, but compare yourself to who you used to be five years ago. And hopefully that's where you're going to see the progress and that's where you're going to feel good about yourself. But it all takes time. It's You don't just yes. wake up and do everything in one day. That's the key thing to take out of this. You know what? Actually, when I was reading your book, How to Make It Happen, I have to tell you that I felt like the future me wrote this book. And there was something in it you said, which you just touched on, that it made me pause and think to myself, oh my gosh, because when I first started blogging, I'm like you, I have a different background. I know that you were into investment banking, and I'm actually a biomechanical engineer. I have a master's of science in nursing, and although I school came naturally to me, I was good at school, I love sciences, my passion was always beauty. And about four years ago, or maybe it was three years ago, I was out with a few of my girlfriends, and they said to me, Lauren, you should just start an Instagram account. You're always the girl that knows the products. And I needed to have a little something in my life. I'm a mom of two, and I thought, you know what? I should just do it. So I started this little uh, makeup beauty blogging account. I started a website and I couldn't believe it when I was finally invited to a PR event. So I went to my first ever PR and I was looking at all the different skincare and makeup products and all the other things that were at this event. And I saw this and I couldn't believe, I'm holding right now the Rodeal Compact I couldn't believe I was seeing Rodial in person because I had been in Dubai for a little while and I just, you know, my life was being a mommy and I love the makeup. I had seen it all over media and I, I couldn't believe I was standing face to face with Rodial. And I thought to myself, 
I've made it. Like I'm seeing this in person. I get to blog about it. And look at now, a few years later, and I'm interviewing you for a Cosmopolitan Middle East podcast. So my story completely resonates with what you talked about in your book. And it really is. And I think a lot of Cosmo readers need to understand if they if they feel down about themselves comparing to what their peers are doing or what others are doing. It's like what you said. Your only competition is yourself. And look at where you were two years ago. That is so wise. That's a great message to get out there. It really is. Definitely, yeah. And and um, you know what? It's kind of interesting. A lot of people ask me, what is it that we can learn from this period of craziness and lockdown? And uh, we've I don't I don't remember going through anything similar to what we're going through right now in my life. And in the UK, we're still kind of semi-lockdown situation yeah. here. Um, and um, you know, looking back at my career and where I started, I, as you know, I was always passionate about fashion and beauty. My first job was a beauty writer for Seventeen magazine mm-hmm. back in Greece, where I'm, I'm from. Uh, I then, my uh, one thing led to another and I ended up studying business and finance um, and ended up in banking of all the places here in London. Uh, but my heart wasn't into it, so it was a job. And yeah. one day I was called into the boardroom and I got fired. And you know what? That's devastating. And I think a lot of people can relate with this in this day and age because a lot of people, as we speak, are losing their jobs or they're moving into a different career path. Uh, but that shock was the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me realize I was in the wrong position. I was in the wrong industry and realized what my passion was. And this is when I decided my passion is beauty. This is what I want to pursue. And that's when I decided to start Rodial. So I think, you know, the positive message of what is going on right now, changes happen to every single one of us, is to use this time to really focus and think, what is the next um, stage of my life? Where do I need to be? This is the time to make changes. So I see it as a reinvention as we're starting fresh and we're moving into a new direction that's more fulfilling to all of us. You know, I think you're absolutely right. And I listened to your most recent podcast where you talked about positive things happening during quarantine and you were detailing some of the changes you've made. And I know you said with trying different types of workouts and I did the same thing. I started, I actually ended up renting a spin bike and I have it in my house now. So I'm just trying to do different things and you said cutting back on finances taking a good look at all of the expenses and i think for this is a huge reset for so many people because maybe the way that we were going just wasn't sustainable really and we needed to take a step back and look at what are our actual values so yeah i think you're you're so on point with so many things. And I'm so happy that you do put out these messages that you have because people really need to understand them and to hear them because we don't get that in a lot of just our mainstream, what you would see on Instagram or those types of things. It's it, There's more depth to what you're saying. And I I personally appreciate it. And it really does resonate with me. 
So thank, thank you. Well, you. as you said, um, there is, uh, I, I have definitely found a lot of positives in this, in this quarantine, even though, you know, there were forced positives. You don't wake up in quarantine and thinking, oh my God, yeah. that's the best thing that ever happened to me. But then you realize, for example, like I've never really done my own manicure in the past. And now for the last mm-hmm. 10 weeks, I've learned how to do my own manicure. It saved yeah. me pedicure. Yeah. It saved me lots of money. And, you know, all those things, we were depending on other people and services. I learned to do my own um, hair and styling and and makeup. And I remember a year ago, my team was, oh, you know, can you just go and do some tutorials for us? And I said, you know what? I'm not 20. I I can't really do those perfect tutorials that I see some other makeup artists are doing or bloggers. Uh, And then during this crazy time sort of I wake up in the morning and I'm like I don't care I'm just gonna do a tutorial and and tell it my way how I sort of a working woman as a mom I only have five ten minutes to get it done so this is my point of view and let me share it to the world and my team was like great you know we've been waiting for you to do tutorials for years now and now it's just something clicked and I started doing them and I'm really enjoying them and um you know again it's uh Am I giving you the perfect makeup tutorial like a makeup artist? No, but will I teach you five mm-hmm. things that you can take on and do your makeup super quickly if you're not aspiring to be a makeup artist? Yes, and even if you are a makeup artist, you may pick up a couple of tricks. So um, I feel I definitely see for myself, and I, I've been in this business for a very long time, and sometimes you think, mm-hmm. what is there for me to learn? You know, I've learned yeah. it all, I've yeah. done it all. But there's still more that you can learn. There's different ways that you can um, connect with um, your audience. And I've been connecting with my audience on Mrs. Rodial through fashion and my books. And But I never really had that connection with beauty. And within this lockdown, I've connected with um, my audience even more. They're DMing me. What, what do you suggest for uh, large pores or breakouts? So what's um, the best foundation for me? And I'm really enjoying it. And I feel that, yeah, I, I found sort of a new way to communicate and it makes me excited. So definitely we need to look at the positives. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think it really caused a lot of us to think outside of the box or to do some lateral thinking as well. And how can we, you know, with what's happening in the world, what positive changes can we make out of it? What can we create that's new? It's forced a lot of creativity, I think, out of so many people. So with everything going on in 2020, you own, I mean, two mega beauty brands. And how do you think you're going to sort of approach business going forward? Is this really changing the game up for you quite a bit? Yeah, well, um, as you know, uh, Rod, we've started Rodial um, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. when we started, the e-commerce business was tiny. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. were very much dependent on physical stores. And mm-hmm. most of our business was wholesale, selling to uh, the Harvey Nichols, the Bloomingdale's, to Saks, to Space and K, to Selfridges, to all the biggest accounts in the world. And, you know, it's you do get the sense of pride to walk into a Harrods and see a Rodial counter. Oh, sure. just it, it feels good to be next to a Tom Ford and an Estee Lauder and all those big brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then at the mm-hmm. same time, what we had to do during the last few months is switch our efforts since um, 
all of our stores were closed. We had to move to uh, drive our online business like we'd never done before because that was the only source of our income. And uh, we found different ways to communicate. We were more engaged on social media with my tutorials or working with um, some of the friends of the brand and, and bringing in more content. So we can almost be the, you know, if you go to a store and you go to a salesperson and say, what's good for my skin? And you have yeah. this conversation. Um, I feel what we managed to do is bring that communication on our social media and be able to give that consulting to our customer, um, even virtually. And that's worked quite well. Uh, we, di we did acquire a lot of new customers that weren't even aware of the brand. They found out about us through Instagram and through this time that everyone was uh, locked in their screens. And um, it, it's been great. And I think that um, as the stores are opening and here in London, we've had all the major stores opening, Selfridges, Harrods, uh, Harvey Nichols are open. Um, and it will take a while for the customer to be fully back. They are busy. And, and I think people are getting the confidence to get out there. I feel that what we've achieved to drive our online and be in control of our own revenue and not have to depend to stores, I think that's very empowering. And um, I'm very proud of what we achieved. Um, and I hope that we can continue driving that even when the stores are open. Yeah, absolutely. Did you did you notice that more people were buying skincare during that time when you were getting more online business or was it still skincare and makeup? I'm just curious because I feel that everything about quarantine time was the self-care, the taking care of your skin, doing the mask. I actually did your dragon's blood. I gel this morning and I was looking in the mirror and I thought oh it looks good they really did puff up all those little fine lines I have so did you find people were really going after any particular products yeah so um I mean I see it for myself uh and I have access to as you know any skincare that I want to I have a, a full cupboard yeah. Um, but yeah. sometimes what I would do as everyone, you know, I can be lazy at times and you have all this product. And then what I would do is go have a facial mm -hmm. and then, you know, would I follow my evening routine every day? Maybe not. Uh, mm -hmm. would I follow my daily, uh, serums and eye creams? Uh, some days I, some days I would, um, others I wouldn't. And I would be, well, I'm having that facial, so it's going to sort everything out. And I think with um, with salons being closed, a lot of people realized, well, I just have to take care of my skin right now because there is no easy way out to go and have a treatment to fix it. Yeah. So everyone has turned into skincare in a big way, or maybe just being by yourself at home and looking at yourself at the mirror, you realize, oh, I need to deal with my breakouts or I need to deal with my dehydration. And I think, yes, um, everyone, uh, women and some men, are really taking care of their skin more than ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think also, you know, having uh, someone give you a tutorial and be able to ask the questions, it's sometimes less intimidating than go to a store, you know, full of spots and say, can you fix this? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, <laughs> it's easier to do this virtually and actually have uh, people um, screenshotting their face and their skin and say, what do you recommend? 
it's um, it's a non-intimidating way to get uh, advice. So definitely we've seen a spike on skincare, especially with our vitamin C range that has a lot of um, anti-breakout and anti-blemish ingredients. And I think that the number one problem that I have personally seen during this lockdown is uh, a need for products for blemishes, breakouts, oily skin, yeah. um, congested skin, large pores. These are the top yeah. problems. Yeah. And with our, our VTC range uh, has been around for a couple of years, but through this lockdown, this had just skyrocketed in terms of sales and everyone's loving uh, our VTC range. So that's one. Then going into makeup, and as you know, we have a capsule makeup collection. So we're not a makeup artist brand with 200 eyeshadows we have a small complexion range that's an extension of our moisturizers uh, with skin tints with blendable concealers and what we have seen is because a lot of people are now um on screen whether it's zoom or facetime or um this is the area that they're showing uh we have seen an increase in concealers uh we're selling a lot of our time um uh, diamond concealers um, and there's one product actually that became the superstar of lockdown and it's our banana low lighter oh. uh, and this one we sold out uh, we had a little bit of stock and we sold out within about a week now we have like massive waiting list and it's a product that suits all skin tones and it gives you light under the eyes it's like a concealer but it's sheer so it blends with oh, everyone's wow. skin tone um, I need to try so that. You have to try that, yeah. I will. Uh, so we've noticed that um, everyone wants to look fresh. Everyone yeah. wants to look like they've had a good night's sleep, that there's no dark circles. So anything that has to do with concealers, low lighters, that category is booming right now. Oh, that's so interesting. You know, what I like to do with my content is I really look into the ingredients. And I'm all about the ingredients for skincare and makeup. And it's a lot of my science background is just sort of, you know, I'm used to researching. I always look at evidence-based research. And I was wondering, when you're formulating your products, how are there any ingredients you won't use? Or how do you determine your actual formulas? I know that they're, I'm not asking for the formulas, but I know that there's a whole process and it's, it's really an art within itself, isn't it? Yeah. So, so when I started the business, uh, I had no background in, uh, in chemistry or formulating cosmetics. So uh, I have worked very closely with our lab and uh, over the years I have learned the ingredients. So I, I know that peptides um, help to send a message to the brain, whether it's to freeze the muscles or, or to give you an anti-aging uh, wrinkle freezing effect. I know that hyaluronic acid plumps up the fine lines and wrinkles. Mm -hmm. I know that VTC helps with um, the skin tone and renewal of the cells. So I have learned the basics uh, when it comes to uh, ingredients. And the way that we work is we always start with a problem. So what is the problem that we're trying to fix? Okay. Um, so let's say it's we're trying to fix um, blemish-prone skin. Then we start by saying, what is the format? Do we want to, this to be a cream, a gel? Do we want to be a targeted tube? So you start with visualizing the product. 
then I would probably say, well, I wanted to have a VTC for the skin tone, a little bit of lactic acid to exfoliate, but I also want a bit of hyaluronic acid. So when you apply it, I want you to feel like you're treating your skin rather than stripping it off. So yeah. we start with a brief that comes from, um, sort of from me, from the business. We take it to the lab. The lab looks at the brief and our recommended ingredients and they will come up with a few more and say, well, actually there's this brand new ingredient that just launched that you should consider, or you wanted to use that ingredient. There's a new version of that that's more current that you should consider. So it's, we start with a brief and there's a little bit of back and forth. Uh, they de develop a sample, send it to us, we try. And then when we agree on the final formula, then that goes into testing. So oh, interesting. Well, I've been using your vitamin C serum and I love it. I just love it. It's been a real treat for my skin and I've only been using it for about a few weeks now. So I feel like it really takes 30 days to see a difference, but Absolutely, I, have, yeah. yeah, but I feel lately when I'm taking selfies, they do my skin does look so much brighter. So I'm attributing it to your, your product. So thank you for that because I haven't changed anything else in my skincare routine. Uh, something you said earlier that was making me think about part of your book is that when people go to the counters traditionally pre quarantine times and you know, they would be maybe a little bit insecure feeling about their skin. So just sort of this new way of interacting digitally it has given people a little bit more confidence in truly asking for what they need. And I know in your book, you talked about self-doubt a little bit. And self-doubt, I know I certainly have suffered from it. And I'm sure so many Cosmo readers have as well. And I have to say, I was surprised to even hear you talk about it because even though you say it took you 18 years, now we see the finished product. So we think this took her, you know, 18 minutes and she's just, she's done so much. But do you have any tips for Cosmo readers about overcoming self-doubt or how you've navigated on that journey yourself? So, um, self-doubt doesn't go away. So even now there's days that uh, I wake up and I think, what am I doing? Um, I mean, I, I, it was challenging trying to get my team to suddenly work from home. And it's like, this is something I've never done before. How do you even do it? Have I done it the right way? Have I uh, taken the right steps? Is, is this the right thing for me? So, you know, you doubt yourself. And now while we're working to get back to the office, I am doubting myself again. How are we going to do it? And every time you're putting yourself in a situation that you haven't done something before and you don't know the answer, um, you know, there's a certain level of confidence that you may have, but you're also second guessing yourself and not knowing if you're doing the right thing. Um, I mean, it, it's hard, you know, I wish there was a magic button that you would press or a recipe that I can share with you. But what I generally find is two things. One is, um, there's always certain people around us that make us feel good and make us feel positive. So just identify those people. And on a day that you're not feeling great, pick up the phone, speak to them, meet up with them. And uh, those people, you'll have a chat, you'll relax a little bit and make you feel better. So just really, when you have self-doubts, make sure you're surrounded by the right people. Even if that means 
uh, people on social media. You know, sometimes we self-doubt ourselves when we compare um, our life with certain people that make us feel mm-hmm. inadequate. Mm-hmm. Take those people off your life, you know, digitally take who inspires you, who makes you feel good. It may be temporary. It may be that for a certain amount of time, there's um, a selection of people that you cannot look at because make you self-doubt yourself. Um, And the, the second thing that I think is important is we all have good days and bad days. And I always feel... Uh, after a bad day, there's always a good day waiting for you around the corner. So if it's a bad day, it is a day, just get through it, have a good night's sleep. And then next day should be a lot better. You'll feel a lot better. So it's just taking a day at a time and um, not putting a lot of pressure on yourself. Just go with the flow. You're absolutely right. And I think that anyone who is struggling with self-doubt, with confidence issues, should read your book, How to Make It Happen, because you are so real in that book. You share your highs and your lows. And I think it just makes people realize that they can succeed in so many different ways. And at the same time, they don't have to feel like they're constantly at the top of their game. There are highs and lows to life. This is natural. And you do have a very positive affirmation, which is make it happen. And it's all about the mindset at the end of the day. So I know we're pressed for time here, but I was just wondering, do you have any other affirmations that you say to yourself to just keep yourself in that high vibe type of mindset, that high vibe state? Um, I always uh, start with a positive affirmation every day. And it's... um, uh, it's kind of saying to myself, you are very unique in this world. There's no one else exactly like you. This is a brand new day and make it count. Simple. That's wonderful. Make it count. I love that. And you know what? Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with Cosmo. We really appreciate it. We love your brand and I think that you are such an inspirational and aspirational woman. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lauren. Bye, everyone at Cosmo. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Cosmo Middle East and at the.skincare.stylist.